Hello and welcome. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Sports Unite podcast. You know, we're on season two, our episode 19. Been a crazy journey so far, and it only appears that we're getting bigger and bigger slowly. But we are still getting there and still enjoying this. So thank you all for the listeners for coming on this journey with us. We have a, again, traditional episode for you here. Uh, We're going to, of course, head to our Olympic countdown. We're running out of time. So many events. We have our deep dive segment returning, and we're going to outline our brand new contest with our sponsor. Draft Apparel Co. has sponsored this podcast, and we have two cool giveaways one on Facebook, one on Instagram, and we will talk about that at the end of the episode. And I'm going to tell you right now, part of that involves liking them on social media, whether it's on their Facebook page, their Instagram page, or both. Go like them both, and uh, it's going to have to do with our giveaway. So first, we're going to head off into the news that will unite us all. A few, uh, Just a few stories this week. So Marshall University, if you've ever seen the film We Are Marshall, touching story, great, great movie, hard to keep it off our movie list if you haven't listened to that. Go back to Season 1, Episode 25, where we talk about our favorite sports movies. But Marshall University competing in the National Championship for Soccer this time, in overtime or extra time for soccer, and they scored with three minutes left in the extra time to win their first national soccer championship. Go watch the video. It's super, super exciting. Uh, The announcer just kind of makes it even better, as many important calls do. Um, But go watch that. Uh, Super, super exciting. Congratulations, Marshall University. And then that turns us to the sports news that has been captivating everyone. Not talking about hockey. Also, Toronto just lost in overtime. So, Game 6 is happening. Montreal, 2,500 fans. So happy for you. Can't wait to see that in the coming days. Congratulations. Keep up the good work one game at a time. Totally not uh, showing you who I'm cheering for on that one. Uh, We will do a playoff recap a little bit uh, later uh, in another episode. But, the sports highlight that has captivated the world for the last five to six days is the catch. There's many different the catches, depending on what sport you're talking about, but this is the new the catch. I'm calling this the catch of the year. I don't think any football catch, any baseball catch, anything this year in 2021 will come close to what Olivia Taylor did at the Utah State High School Championship final game. That's right, high school. This girl should be on posters in little athletes' bedrooms, boys and girls, because high school just completed the sickest catch I have ever seen. Uh, If you were on sports Twitter, sports Instagram, sports center, you've seen the clip. But essentially, Olivia Taylor is playing outfield. She leaps. Now, of course, softball or many minor league sports, uh, for baseball anyways, they don't use an actual wall. They use a fabric fence 
that is giveable so no one hurts themselves. Well, she jumps before touching the wall. She leaps. Incredible leap. She flies past the fence, catching the ball in the air, landing, not dropping the ball, which is also key because it would have been a home run. A softball, a little bit harder to catch. You think it's easier because it's bigger. Far from the truth. Catches it, lands, doesn't drop the ball, and just the sickest catch I have ever seen. If you have not seen it, go look it up. It's it's going to be played for years to come. Um, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Not doing it justice. But if you want to work on your vertical game, if you want to work on your catching ability, if you want to position, look at her position. There's so much you can study off of this tape. Go and watch it. Uh, Olivia Taylor, Athlete of the Week, five gold stars. I don't have any gold stars to send you, but if I did, I would send them to you. You can have all my stars from Super Mario 64, which you weren't even born when that came out. That's besides the point. Go watch it. Uh, it's going to keep popping up. And it should win the SB for play of the year, catch of the year. It, it has to. If it doesn't, I don't know. That's going to do it for our news that unite us all. Heading to our Olympic countdown. Uh, we're going a little slow. So I think maybe in the upcoming uh, few episodes, might just do a whole Olympic episode. Uh, kind of as a preview. And then, of course, once the Olympics happen, hopefully they still do. It's kind of up in the air now. It kind of changes day to day, week by week. But we're still going to carry on. we got a lot of sports to get to. We're only on the G's. We've done a lot of sports already. And we're still in the G's. So we're not even 10 letters into the alphabet. So we're going to concentrate on golf. We had a very good... PGA uh, PGA tournament this past weekend. Phil Lefty, Phil the Thrill, 50 years old, won another major, uh, handled, handled it with style, just what a great tournament he had. So golf is back. Golf is back in the Olympics as well, returning last Olympics in 2016 after a over 100-year hiatus. Uh, so it's back. Uh, there's no national tournament to qualify. Each tournament can qualify up to four people in total. Uh, and there's a total of 60 players for both the men's and the women's event. Now you're thinking four is a lot. And you do kind of the math, four to 60, that's, that's not a lot. You don't always get four. The top 15 world ranking players automatically qualify uh, as long as they're in the top 15, as of June 21st, 2021. If you have, if your country, so think of maybe Korea, United States, uh, not so much Canada, uh, but if you have four athletes in the top 15 of the world rankings, that's how you fill your quota of four. Now, once you get past four, so the United States, depending on the year, might have five or six in the top 15 worlds, uh, men's or women's, Korea maybe, uh, China, 
uh, should probably look at the world rankings, I guess. Uh, they would have definitely just changed recently. But outside of the top 15, if uh, the country's quota, so say four have already qualified for uh, the USA, and there are still two more in there, well, if you're ranked 16, 17, 18, good shot you're going to get in unless you are, again, an American. If your country does not qualify someone in the top 15, then your country has an allotment of two that you can qualify for uh, for the Olympics. And it keeps going down the top world rankings until we have 60 qualifiers. Now, of course, growing the game is uber important. And so the IGF, International Golf Federation, has a mandate that at least one golfer from each continent qualifies as well. So making sure that there's someone from Africa, uh, Europe, Asia, South America, North America, because you want the game to grow. That's how you're going to make it exciting, make other countries in the world watch it, because a lot of the times if a sport's not popular in that uh, or no one's really competing you're not going to watch it but golf such a worldly game these days both on the men's and the women's it's really exploded which is great kind of almost seen a re-renaissance uh you know thanks to tiger and phil taking up that mantle in the early 2000s making golf crazy and i i, I want to say more accessible or Less, better term, white. It's all about growing the game, bringing everyone together. And golf has started to do that. And we've seen the, you know, the popularity of Tiger. Now we're seeing that next generation come up. And it's a lot different than 40 years ago. And we're really seeing the fruits of that labor. So who knows what, uh, what the future of golf professionally brings. But it's in the Olympics again. And uh, we're going to see what, what happens. And there's still a month left, about a little bit under a month, to see who finishes in the top 15. I'm not sure if they're going to change much after uh, the next month. I don't know if there's a big tournament that will move things. Um, but, yeah, as, uh, if you're in the top 60 or I would say top 30 good shot you're going to represent your country in uh, in Tokyo as long as the Olympics carry on now golf had a run at the 1900 and the 1904 Olympics uh, so the second and third Olympics returning and then it was kiboshed so in the 1900 games, they actually had a men's and a women's event, which is very, very progressive for its time. Didn't really have that before. In 1904, the women's event was replaced by the men's team event, which, very, very weird. Uh, and then golf altogether was dropped, only to return at the 2016 games. At the 2016 Games in Rio, Justin Rose of Great Britain won gold, Henrik Stenson of Sweden won silver, and Matt Kutcher won bronze for the United States. All names, if you follow golf, you will know. On the women's side, Inby Park of Korea won gold, Lydia Ko from New Zealand won silver, and 
Shen Shen Feng, China won bronze. Again, if you follow the women's game, those names are going to be very, very much in your brain already because they were very, very much uh, key to the women's game growing uh, in the late and mid-2010s. Uh, the event will be like other majors uh, or other tournaments that you watch. That uh, It's four rounds. Score at the end of the fourth round. Wins gold. Second place, silver. Uh, bronze, third place. The, just like a major. You win on the podium. You win a gold medal. Men's tournament goes from July 29th to August 1st. And the women's tournament goes from August the 4th to the 7th. All played at the Kasumi Asagi. Ooh, did not say that right. Let's try that again. Kasumegaseki Country Club in Tokyo. Butchered that one. I'm so very, very sorry. Now we're going to head to our deep dives. We have two super unusual sports. Um, two for the price of one. Haven't done a deep dive in a while, and we're going to start to do unusual sports. Sports that are so fascinating uh, and either unusual or not very popular here in North America. But since we have such a worldwide audience now, we definitely want to grow uh, different sports that you might know or watch or even participate in so that others around the world can maybe discover and join and who knows where that takes it so we have two unusual sports for you one that you've maybe never heard of uh i want to say a large majority of the listeners in the world out there does not know this exists and one that you've probably heard of read about uh but didn't know that it was so huge so first let's try this one while this might have a different meaning here in north america the name hobby horse could mean a character in a costume, read about that. Uh, a hobby horse is the actual name of the toy that you get, the horse on a stick, and you ride around. Uh, a lot of people definitely had it when I was growing up. But did you know, there is a sport called hobby horse. And you're probably like, what the heck is that? Well, those same horse on a stick is a sport. Just like... You might think of an equestrian event. So if you uh, haven't listened to previous episodes, uh, in our Olympic countdown, we talk about the equestrian events in the Olympics. Same kind of deal. Hobby horsing is a sport where people perform tricks, jumps, maneuvers, while on, that's right, a stick horse. A hobby horse. That might be the brand name. I'm not sure. That's right, you heard that correctly. Now you're probably thinking, I've never seen Hobby Horse, never even heard of it. Well, uh, it's not entirely massive here in North America. It is huge in the Scandinavian countries, including Finland. Finland is pretty much the home to the world championships. That's right, they have world championships, world championships of hobby horsing. It's your imagination could kind of fill in the blanks if you're imagining someone on a stick horse jumping over barriers. Your your mind's 90% correct. But it's just it's more than that. It's a community. It's huge. The sport has become huge thanks 
to the teenagers of Finland. It's estimated that there are over 10,000 people that participate in this sport in Finland alone, and other European countries participate as well, so it's not a small number. There's also a 2017 documentary you all need to watch called Hobby Horse Revolution. Uh, this sport became popular, especially in Finland, for young teenagers who don't have a lot of money. Horses are very, very expensive, no matter what the age you are. So, young people always grow up wanting a horse. Very, very few actually get that opportunity. What can you do? Get a part-time job, buy a horse on a stick, and practice the heck out of your routine, jumping. It's not just a person sport. You actually got to do the maneuvers. You are running. You got to do speed. You got to jump. You can't fault. Some of these jumps are high. You think, oh, someone's just riding on a horse. You just got to stay on. Well, now you are the horse and the person. So it's not that easy the more you watch it. So it's there are many videos of it online. Every so often it recirculates. Like, oh, look at this. Go watch the documentary. Uh, go watch some of those videos. And never underestimate the popularity and power of teenagers. There is even a hobby horse arena. The Kaviopuzito Park in Finland. Think of an equestrian spot. Like uh, Spruce Meadows. Mm, other <laughs> horse parks around the world that are very, very famous. Um, this is that big. It's an arena, so it's indoors, but it's specifically designed for hobby horsing. Now, when a sport can cause an arena or playing service to be built where people can come and watch and world championships can take part, you know you've got something. At least something that's growing, like a podcast. So give them a shot. Watch the videos. Um, don't know when the next world championship is, but hey, if you want to be Canada, the United States, uh, Australia's first grand champion of hobby horsing, you know, what time is better than coming out of a pandemic where everyone probably needs to get back in shape and this is going to be one heck of a workout for you. The second sport we're going to be deep diving into involves a broom as well and was created from a children's book. If uh, you haven't put two and two together right now, it is the fictional sport Come Alive of Quidditch. Yes, what many people read as children uh, since the books came out in the late 90s, and people dreamed of, wow, that'd be so cool to play. Well, in 2005, in Vermont, they made it a reality, and ever since then, Quidditch, or Muggle Quidditch, as uh, it's also referred to, uh, has taken flight. All the puns intended there. So, they call it Muggle Quidditch. Uh, again, if you've never read Harry Potter or heard the word Muggle, you uh, are a year old? Or, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Muggle is the... Uh, term in Harry Potter for someone who's non-magical. And since we cannot fly, 
again, if you've never read Harry Potter or know what Quidditch is, they it's a sport played on a broom. You're flying with bludgers and flying balls and a golden snitch. I know that sounds bad, but it's a good part of the game. Um, I'm not going to explain that that's essentially the need to know of Quidditch. Muggle Quidditch is we can't fly. Our brooms aren't magical, so our two feet are on the ground, and we found a way to play the game. It has gone worldwide. Because of the love of the book series, the fandom, and uh, I don't want to say the power of the power of book lovers. Now, this has turned into a sport that is cardio-driven, weight training, a whole regiment is installed. This is when I say it's gone worldwide, there are federations. Canada has a, you know, Quidditch Canada. You have to get certified to be a referee. To be a golden snitch, you have to get and pass a test, get certified. Teams go to the world. There is a World Quidditch Cup every two years. Think about that. You can compete, go to a national championship, win a national championship, and go to a World Cup of Quidditch of a game that has not existed for its... We're on our 16th year. 2005. It's not that old. And we now have a whole federation. We have a world federation. It's not an Olympic sport, but the more this grows, the less crazy that sounds. That one day, a sport created about a magical world from a book series could become, one day, an Olympic sport is just insane to think of. Uh, it's a full-contact sport, so that's why you got to get in shape. Uh, a lot of book lovers, the traditional, you know, nerdy book reader, uh, those people ain't scrawny. Those people aren't weak or wimpy. Those 90s and 80s movies and TV shows where they showed how weak and, oh, all they do is read books. There's a reason that no one messes with them anymore because of a game like Quidditch. Because they will rock you on the pitch, on the field, whatever you want to call it, they'll dance around you with their vocabulary and then beat you at the sport that they are amazing at. So there are seven on a field at a time. Uh, the way you can score points, they're uh, in the book. They're really tall circle towers. In this, they've designed a holder for uh, essentially a ring hula hoop, and you can throw uh, the different items through there to get points or to win the game, the golden snitch. Now in, again, in the books, uh, it's a flying magical, tiny golden ball and you catch it, you score maximum points and you essentially win the game. We can't fly yet. So what it is, is it's a person who not necessarily has a costume, but they wear yellow shorts. And tucked into their backside is kind of a ball in a sock. It's the best way to describe it. And like I said, they have to be certified, uh, which means you have to be really good in shape. You have to be strong. You have to be able to run for a long period of time. The Golden Snitch appears in a Quidditch match after the 17th minute. Quidditch matches can go between 30 and 40 minutes, but it can vary based on if you capture the Golden Snitch, you win. 
or it could take the full 40 minutes. Whoever has the highest point total at the end, or if you hit the kind of total to win the game, which is a uh, hundred and oh no, you can go really, really high. It could be 200 plus. Um, the United States has dominated this, uh, the World Cups. Uh, so the first one taking place in Oxford makes sense. Harry Potter's created in England. Uh, so they won 160 to nothing against France. Uh, 2014 held in Burnaby, BC. Uh, they won 210 to nothing against Australia. Australia comes back the next World Cup in 2016 to beat the United States uh, 150 to 130. And then in 2018, Florence, the United States reclaimed the crown 120 to 70 against Belgium. Uh, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom uh, have been very, very strong, placing in the top four almost every World Cup. 2020 uh, World Cup was postponed, so it's still supposed to be in Richmond, Virginia, and 2021. I'm not so certain that might take place. So maybe 2022 or 2023 in Richmond, we will have, again, start now, get on your cardio, lift some weights, push some people around, handle a broomstick, work on your tossing, uh, learn the different positions in Quidditch. Uh, I know there are lots of university teams as well that uh, there's a completely separate university world uh, national championships, at least here in Canada. So it's a possibility. Register on Quidditch Canada. Uh, if you want to be a referee, want to join a club, you never know. A couple years, you get really, really good. You could be at the next World Cup. Speaking of that, we're going to have a great soccer preview. Uh, kind of go over the year it was in soccer or footy. And highlight the Euros that are coming up in just a few weeks. They're still going ahead. What is this Euro tournament going to give us? Is it a glimpse into the World Cup qualifying, which is starting to take place for 2022? It's going to be bananas. We're going to try and make this show really, really big. So stay tuned for that. Now, our giveaways. It's the end of the episode. Our wonderful sponsor, Draft Apparel Co. If you don't know who they are, go follow them. A startup company. Uh, great design. We're going to be giving away uh, hats. So we have a hat to give away on Facebook, and we have a hat to give away on Instagram. So there'll be two winners. What you need to do is, on this post, or I should say on the post of the hat that will be posted, separately from the announcement of this episode, go to that post. You will need to like that post, as every social media contest is. You got to like the post. You got to like Draft Apparel Co. on Instagram or Facebook, whatever, or both platforms, whatever one you are entering in. We will be checking on that, so make sure you do that. You have to leave us a comment. What deep dive sport should we do next? What unusual sport do you want us to do a deep dive on? That's it. I think it's pretty simple. Not that much brain thought has to go in it. So, on the post with the hat showing you which hat you could win, like the post, like Draft Apparel Co. 
on social media platform of your choice and leave a comment what sport should we do a deep dive next if you would like to share uh, that post you get an extra entry always love the share we want to grow we are inching so close to a thousand downloads of this podcast uh which is insane to me uh so thank you again bottom of my heart this is fun definitely not making any money uh nowhere close to the big times i do this for love of sport for bringing people together uh we're getting so close to the end of this where we can go to a live sporting event play sporting event but thank you so so much for taking this journey with us we're not going anywhere hopefully uh so go uh like our sponsor on facebook draft apparel co on instagram as well uh look out for the post to win those hats and thank you so so much again stay safe breathe that fresh air i believe summer is here unless you are in anuvik uh i heard you got snow apologies it's that time of year end of may crazy snowstorm thank you so much for uh listening uh please share the podcast uh we are very very close less than a hundred away from a thousand downloads what an awesome thing to do give away a hat get a thousand downloads so very very close share the podcast thank you so much stay safe watch some sports happy playoffs basketball hockey and sport on